Al. Mm-hmm. Now that we've come to the end of the road. Oh my god. Still, I can't let go. <laughs> it's unnatural. <laughs> I forget the rest. Dang it. Uh, I just told you it's unnatural. I know, I know. <laughs> I, can't, I don't remember what happens after that. <laughs> I think it's you belong to me, I belong to you. That, yeah, okay, that sounds about right. Yeah, 90s music. Probably going to go over the heads of a lot of people who listen to this podcast. Yeah, maybe. Your uh, weekly reminder that we are old. <laughs> Oh, welcome to the season three finale and the finale of Jared and I watch Sailor Moon Crystal. For now. For now. Till till the movies come out. Yep. It's going on hiatus. We'll put it that way. Yes. Yes. Until we get more content. <laughs> yes, that's, that's that's the truth. I'm Jared. That's Anladium. Hello. And this is the 39th episode where we are going to talk about Act 38, Infinity 12, Infinite Journey. <laughs> I'm sad you didn't make a journey joke to begin with. Bust out your keyboards, because we're going to play some tunes. And your mullets, don't forget those. I mean, it's it's a sad it's a sad day when we have to go our separate ways from Salem and Crystal, but even if we are worlds apart... <laughs> We'll come back together one day. <laughs> it's my favorite Journey song, so I'm just gonna like shoehorn that in at all points. I mean, there are some really good Journey songs. The music video for that song has the keyboardist playing the keyboard on the side of a wall. On the wall. It's the oh, f- I know. It's best. Favorite music videos of all time because of the like <laughs> stupidly tight pants and playing the piano on the wall. God, what a good song. What a good video. We were we were talking yeah. like they should have they should have just had Journey as the opening for this episode. <laughs> but instead we got the first opening of season three, which oh man, I was so mad. I mean not even that. We got two and a half minutes of recap of the last episode. Which was also really irritating. <sighs> You remember two episodes ago when I was like, boy, there's still a lot we have to cover. Yeah. And we got, over the course of the next two episodes, we got like five minutes of recap from previous episodes. Yep. (sighs) Necessary. Totally necessary. What a shame. Could have done some cool stuff. Could have made like some more battle stuff. But no. We got to, our audience is very dumb and they don't remember what happened last week. So here's... The entire episode again. It's bad. It's bad. Bad. Exactly. Bad. But if you remember from last time, I know it's been a week, so clearly you don't. We're going to have to go through an entire recap to remind you all. Uh, We get the entire Sailor Saturn stuff again. Yeah, I'll just cut that out from the previous episode and just place it right here. <laughs> Don't do that. I'll fight you. Of course not. That's that's more work than I would do. Uh, Saturn's back. She's going to destroy everything. There you go. Yeah, I mean, literally, we just get copy paste of the entire Saturn shenanigans from the last episode right here again. Yeah. So all that's happening. She's 
swinging the glaive, trying and basically destroying Pharaoh 90. Uh, Chibi Moon cries out for Sailor Moon, and she reawakens to the tune of the of the of the opening. Oh, I was so mad. Because for one, I mentioned before, I don't like this version of it. I don't like the song in general that much. And then, like, I remember texting you, and I don't think it even was, like, properly written. Because it was all in caps, and my autocorrect doesn't work well in caps. But No one's does. They could have used an instrumental yeah. version of this yeah. song, and it would have been way better. But instead, like, you have, like, the really cutesy vocals over it. I'm like, oh, my God, are you joking? <laughs> oh, so mad. The one thing I thought was cool is, like, they do that cut right to her and it's, like, blast right into, like, the, the very beginning of the song. Yeah. Like, that was cool. I, I like the very beginning of that song because it's very, it, like, it's pretty impactful when it gets into, like, all the instruments going at once. It's not the, like, bing, bing, like that <laughs> So that happens. Moon's back. She's like, hey, guys, what's up? She gets out of Pharaoh 90. Okay, but consider this. <laughs> okay, sorry. Consider this for a second. All right, I'm considering. What if instead of that opening <laughs> when she appeared, you got Moon Pride? It does. It, it Chibi Moon calls out for Usagi. It cuts to her, like, cuts to her brooch, like, opening up, and you just hear, Moon Pride. <laughs> right? Wouldn't that be amazing? That would have been so much out. better. And then, like, I would have, and then like all the like epicness of her coming back, you get like the squealing guitar, and oh, it would have been fantastic. It's true. Ugh. You're not wrong. I should have done the music for <laughs> Sailor Moon Crystal season. You wouldn't. Three. It would be like, there's no new opening. What are you talking about? It's the same opening. Gosh, you fools. I, I would let the third closing stay. <laughs> you just want to see Otome tuxedo mask. Yeah. Duh. <laughs> Uh, so, so Usagi's back. Usagi's back. <laughs> she gets out of Pharaoh 90 and is like, what? What just happened? Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> and then basically everyone gets an upgrade? Question mark? They get sleeves and longer tails for their bows, and that's about it. And it was really disappointing. <laughs> it was very confusing, too, because we're just like, what, what happened? <laughs> what changed? Like, the two of us were texting back and forth, like, what is actually different? <laughs> it's not very, it's not a good subtle change. It's just like, uh... No, I mean, like, with Moon and Chibi Moon, like, it was very clear that they had changes. Right. But the others and don't get that. With, with these guys, it's just like... Yeah, the others don't get yay? as extreme as a change as everyone else does. It was disappointing. It was a letdown. Anyways, uh, Pharaoh 90 is dying and is trying to get back into the Good. towel system. Which Sailor Saturn is like. He wants to die in his home <laughs> yeah. system. Sailor Saturn is like, hey, 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 I love the sounds of agony. <laughs> She's like, you thought. Sailor Saturn is our is our nice, young, hot topic, goth loving uh, Sailor Guardian. Oh my god. <laughs> the edge. She, she, I mean, she kind of is. <laughs> When she's saying you things know, like, oh, I love agony and ruin. No, you're right. I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm like saying that the edge is, it's there. Um, I'm surprised she doesn't have like layers and layers and layers of eyeliner. <laughs> she, she probably does. Yeah. 
I mean, I mean, Hotaro did dress in all black a lot of times, so. Yeah. She uh, has a habit of listening to Lincoln Park in her uh, in her off hours. And My Chemical Romance. You could tell we're old because we're naming all these like old. <laughs> emo style bands. <laughs> I mean like, what what is what is current emo? I, I have no idea. I don't either. All I know is like ones that have like dead lead singers. <laughs> Who else um, has dead lead singers? Note, or, oh, I was just saying Lincoln Park, but oh. as a side note, um, because it's really cute and you need to know about it, Loki is running around with a stuffed sushi in his mouth right now and it's like the cutest thing in the world. I'm trying not to squeal. You gotta counterbalance your edge and your and your cute low keyness. <laughs> he just has a little sushi in his mouth. He's carrying it around. <laughs> <laughs> so cute. Anyway. So Saturn's doing all the things of trying to, to kill Pharaoh ninety and she keeps mentioning she keeps saying the same phrase of like she's the guardian of death and destruction, but death and destruction is followed by rebirth. And things being reborn and revitalized. So she's not as stuff. much of an edge lord as she could be. But she's still kind of it. That's why she's a hot topic lover. Yeah, she's an edge lord. <laughs> uh, Pluto opens up space and time to shut out the Tau system, basically, due to the uh, the behest of Saturn, who's like, "Hey, you should probably do this. That'd be a good idea." Yeah. So she does that, and it sucks out the Tau system and Pharaoh 90 and also Sailor Saturn. Because she's Bye. like, okay, I'll go with you guys. I'll go with him to make sure he's dead. Peace out. <laughs> and they're like bummed out at one point. I'm like, she was going to murder you all. But she's a guardian. It's a, I know, it's a family. Like... <laughs> so all that happens, uh, Moon is chilling up on top of this like pillar or whatever and then she basically transforms into neo queen serenity and everyone's like what but she made the great comment of like yeah guys she does this all the time don't be surprised <laughs> right i don't understand why they're always surprised they're like neo queen serenity i'm like this happens like at least every five episodes come on guys like this isn't new she pulls out her moon rod and like it extends into like a giant staff which it allows her to basically heal the entire planet sure yep uh this is when tuxedo mask realizes his premonitions that he'd been seeing was that usagi was the messiah and not some person who's going to bring forth ruin and everything he's like it was you all along which that's the image i was talking to you about like the last or a few episodes ago in the manga where like the very first image you see when you open up that volume with the last two parts of uh, or last like three parts of arc three is like is that image of Usagi as uh, Queen Serenity standing on top of a pillar, which kind uh, of a spoiler. Check that out. A little bit of a spoiler, yeah. That it's like code realized level of spoilers. Yeah. Uh, there's also a giant like a purple light that comes out of the wreckage of everything that happened, and then you hear a baby. Yeah, you do. <laughs> So, Neptune, Uranus, and Pluto. This is where I was also yelling. Yes, go to investigate, and there is a baby just chilling. I, I, 
not ready for childcare. Like two thirds of this this group is in high school still. Also, this wiki apparently says that the transformation they go under turns them into supers. So the the supers. So they're all super sailor guardians. No longer. Yeah, I guess so. I don't know. Longer. Okay, that's sure. weird. But yeah, now we have three moms. We do. The mom trio has been formed. My favorite trio. I still think it's weird that they just decide like, hey, you know what? We should adopt this baby. Sometimes a family's I mean, a mom, a mom, and a mom. Yeah, and a, what did I say? A death-bringing baby? Yes. Uh, Neptune picks up the baby. She sees the flashing uh, Saturn symbol on the forehead and is like, oh, okay. Kind of know what this is. This is ours now. Yep. <laughs> this is our baby. We will now take care of it. Uh, so they they those three decide that, and then the rest of the group shows up, and they're like, uh, so we're going to take this baby and peace out. That's going to be our thing we do now. Where'd you get a baby? <laughs> Where'd you get a baby? And then we we say goodbye to Uranus, Neptune, and Pluto. Oh, also uh, and Saturn. Yes, and Saturn. Uh, Michiru gives her mirror to to Chibiusa as well, and tells her to look at herself a lot. Yes, become vain. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, those three are or those four are gone. Bye bye. Bye bye. They're gonna go raise <laughs> tiny Hotaru. I would watch a sitcom of the three of them raising right? baby Hotaru. I would absolutely a thousand percent watch that sitcom. When they when they come back in the fourth arc at near the end, you kind of get like a brief tease of like what that is. But it's not long enough and it's disappointing. No, I, it I need be a full entire series thing. of yeah. them the raising trio. the baby. Yeah. I'd watch that. Uh so basically that happens and then I think like the latter half of the episode is it's like hey we've had some serious things going on for like the last 7,000 episodes how about <laughs> we show some comedy yay so we get like a a scene a couple days later where Chibiusa is going to head back home to the 30th century father and mother dear father and mother <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all the girls, except for Ray, are admiring their new uniforms since they got into the Juban High School. And we get to talk about how Usagi barely made it in with like the skin of her teeth, and everyone just like dunks on her for it. Yeah, it was it was rude. And then they start talking about what clubs they're going to join, which some of them I, I feel like was a given. Uh, like Ami going for the computer club, I'm like, yeah, mm -hmm. you would. Makado's like, I'm going to join the cooking club. It's like, yeah. I didn't expect archery for Ray, but I guess that kind of makes sense because in my head, like whenever I see Shrine Maidens, I think of Inuyasha and <laughs> that has a lot of archery in it. I believe one of the attacks Ray gets later on is literally her shooting like a fire bow. <laughs> oh, neat. So I think and then uh, Usagi joins like the, the, manga. the manga illustration club because she wants to read a lot of manga yeah. <laughs> and then like Miniko's like I want to join the volleyball club and do idle stuff on the weekends on the weekends 
And then also Minako consoles Usagi and is like, I'm so glad you got into high school with me because now we can fail tests together. <laughs> Make them up. And then, uh, like pretty much most of this is just dunk on Usagi time. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Uh, Mamoru shows up here at some point with his weird way too dressed up look. Oh my god. It was awful. And I texted you and was like, he looks like he belongs in a Bon Jovi cover band. Because he's got like this weird vest and like choker necklace thing on. And I'm like, what the heck is this child wearing? They're like, he's going to college. Who dresses like that to go to college? Who? But then, like, you reminded me he's the most extra human being. I'm like, yeah, fair. He truly is. This man, like, drapes a tuxedo over his chair in order to uh, (laughs) demonstrate that he is, in fact, tuxedo mask. I mean, in the original anime, he proves he's tuxedo mask by pulling a rose out of his jacket. Oh, my God. (laughs) Uh, So, Mamoru and Usagi walk Chibiusa to I guess the park where they're gonna send her home and Diana's on Chibiusa's head so cute and she makes the comment that uh, Luna and Artemis couldn't come because they were too sad that was cute too <laughs> so they're walking to the to the park and then they stop by this one place where there's a bunch of people gathered and they're like huh what's this and then Mommer's like oh right there was supposed to be a total solar eclipse today Oh, and I'm so mad because he just, like, looks straight into the sun and, like, shields his eyes. I'm like, don't. No. <laughs> He's like those You're morons who, don't do that. who last year were like, I'm going to look in the sun during the solar eclipse because that's not going to do anything. And then people admitted to the hospital because their eyes were very damaged when they looked into the sun. Yeah, that's Mamaru. Don't do not do that, guy. Don't do that. And then, like, eventually some guy's like, hey, you're an idiot. You want to use these glasses? And they're like, okay. Which obviously lasts very long because Chibiusa and Usagi hear some hear a bell. Bells. And then they take off their thing and like, huh? And look around. Yeah. And the last thing we see is a bunch of flower petals and feathers. And that's the tease for the next arc. Because the next arc happens during this total solar eclipse of the heart. <laughs> that's when the new baddies will appear. But we won't know about that well, until the movies come. You know, but I don't. I do so know. I have no idea what's coming. It's true. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about that in a tiny, tiny bit. But let's talk about some changes here. Her final changes. All right. Uh, changes from the manga. By the end of the chapter, Usagi, Chibiusa, and Mamoru have a glimpse of Pegasus before the sun is almost completely eclipsed by the new moon. Ah, Pegasus. Pegasus is a key character in Arc 4. Feathers. Feathers. Usagi and her friends look for Haruka and the others in their apartments, only to find them empty, and they see the four leaving town in their helicopters. Then they feel sure that they will see them again someday. Did you say helicopters? This is what it says, helicopters. They have multiple helicopters? I'm pretty sure it's it's explained earlier that... Haruka and Mitru have their own helicopters named after each other. Oh my god. Those girls. Rich people problems. <laughs> it's true. And finally, the report of the upcoming solar eclipse appears on a newspaper. Instead of a 
really, really stupid Mamoru. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> uh, nice. Changes from the original anime. Dark Dome Closed, which was Pluto's attack, was never used in the original anime, nor was a time-space portal involved in the battle against the Deathbusters. The damage caused by Pharaoh 90 was limited only to the Mugen Academy site rather than the entire globe. Oh. <laughs> Pharaoh 90 never begged to return to the, ta- the to the Tau star system. Pharaoh 90 was destroyed due to the recently awakened Sailor Saturn entering his core and using her abilities to obliterate him, who, who was soon rescued by Super Sailor Moon. Which is the image you saw where Sailor Moon's holding like a baby. Mm-hmm. The deep aqua mirror remained with Michiru when she left town with Haruka. So basically, in the original anime, they take the baby, or they take Hotaru, and eventually they give him back to, or give her back to Professor Tomoe. But before that, you see the scene of like them two in a restaurant, and it's like <laughs> Michiru just holding her, holding Hotaru, and like feeding her a bottle, just like stuff <laughs> like that. <laughs> uh. <laughs> When Hotaru was reborn as an infant, Super Sailor Moon gave her to Haruka and Michiru, who then gave her to an amnesiac Professor Tomoe, who was alive and no longer possessed by Germatoid. Shibiusa later had a vision of Sailor Pluto, who assured her she had many friends who cared about her, and told her that Hotaru had two personalities, Sailor Saturn and Mistress Nine, living within her, and that thanks to Super Sailor Moon, Hotaru was finally free to start a new life. As a baby. As a baby. The pale purple symbol of Saturn was not seen on baby Hotaru's forehead until the premiere of season five. That's a long time. It is. After dropping off baby Hotaru with her father, Haruka and Michiru picked a fight with the inner guardians in Sailor Moon. Which you saw. Yeah, that was weird. <laughs> that is, that's not even like the whole thing because like because apparently you can't send videos longer than five minutes to other people through messages. You cannot. Uh, but that whole video or that whole thing starts off with... They go to the ruins of Mugen Academy to make sure like everything's destroyed and ever- and all that. Uh, so it's all the it's the five uh, inner guardians and Moon's just there like sulking, and then you just hear this violin playing and it's Mitru playing a violin, and Haruka off to the side sitting like th- holding a rock, and she's like, "Sailor Moon, stop your bullshit!" And just chucks a rock at her. <laughs> Jesus. And basically, they like they start berating her, like, "Oh, are you gonna start crying again? You cry baby, you're not fit to be the yeah, queen." Yeah, like the whole time in that video, they were just calling her a crybaby and yeah. making fun of her. I'm like, Jesus. And then like, Jupes gets super like, "Oh, you know those two? They're so stubborn. We can't get to them. Let's go kick their." <laughs> so that's why they all transform. And then Usagi's like, "Uh, uh-uh. uh, we're not doing this." <laughs> and then also, Mamoru shows Can I up. Just say- one of my favorite things is like how ride or die Jupes is this entire series. Yeah. Like Jupes would go to war for you and I love that. It's like very she true. will not hesitate. Jupes is like the real MVP. Mm-hmm. She's the one that you call like if you're having some kind of crisis and you like you need somebody to send a text message to help you out, you call Jupes cuz she's going to be there and she's going to help you and she's going to beat some it, if she needs to. It's 100% true. <laughs> 100% true. Jupes is our ride or die. But yeah, they have that fight, and then, like, near the end of it, like, Usagi has this light shine from her, which essentially, I guess, represents her actual true power that she has, which distracts uh, Haruka, who runs into Michiru. And then basically, they're just like, nope, we're done. Nope, nope, we are not doing this. <laughs> you will destroy us. <laughs> we get it. You're good. You're no longer a crybaby. We're nope. good. 
you are fit to Friends? be the queen. <laughs> <laughs> and then they ride off in their convertible together. All right. Uh, also, hey, a solar eclipse did not begin until the premiere episode of the fourth season. Uh, the four interstellar essentially did not gain their sailor or super sailor forms until midway through the fourth season, which were granted to them by Pegasus. And Usagi and the others did not enter Juban High School until the fifth season. Ah. Dang, they were in middle school until the fifth season? Yep. Dang. And then, basically, in season five, uh, <laughs> Professor Tomoe has to give back baby Hotaru. Because <laughs> bad things happen. Uh, also, here's some brief trivia. Trivia? Trivia. Uh, in the manga, this episode is followed by two special stories from the Sailor Side Stories things. Uh, Princess Kaguya's Lover, which we talked about on the Season Let Me Check of OVA episode of, Super, of Sailor Moon S. The Movie. And Casablanca Memories, which focuses on Rey and her relationship with her long-lost father. Oh. The more you know. And that's pretty much it. That is that's Sailor Moon Crystal Season 3. And Sailor Moon Crystal up to this point, up to in this general. Point. Yep. Uh, so basically, they're they're bas- they're changing everything for arc four, and they're going to split up the arc into two movies. Mm-hmm. Which is a little strange in and of itself, but that's pretty much all we know at this point. Uh, I think in June of last year is when they they announced like, hey, this is going to be two films. And since then, there hasn't been really any new information, so we don't have any release dates or anything like that. So, pretty much that means it's going to be a long while before we reconvene and talk about Sailor Moon Crystal. Because, obviously... Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking so. Whenever the movies come out, like, if they came out at the end of this year, we're still not going to see them until well into 2019. Because we wouldn't see them yeah. until, like, the video home video releases, and even then it would be the Japanese dub. Which who knows when the English sub would be. That could be like the end of 2019 or 2020 at that point. So it's going to be a long while. Uh, Maybe we'll do something in the meantime. Like once Al reads the entire manga. And maybe we'll chit chat about that. But for now it'll be. This will be the last time we talk about Sailor and Crystal for a good good while. Tragic. Tragic. So now it's been a wild ride. Yeah, you've you've gone through the first three seasons, the first three arcs of the of mm-hmm. the manga. What did you think as a whole? I mean, I still really really like it, and um, as you know, and they probably don't. Um, I've become a pretty solid Sailor Moon fan. I've I've bought the entirety of the manga run, and I have like action figures and my my birthday christmas present from you is actually an action figure as well um so like i dig it uh season three was my least favorite because of the art Mm -hmm. but i think the story was still really good um and i think that it did a lot of things that are controversial in a good way and like outside of the box of what you would expect right like i'm still very very surprised that like a 90s manga would pull like anything related to gender and anything related to like same-sex 
relationships. Mm-hmm. I'm very shocked by that still. Like that is groundbreaking and fascinating. And it's actually handled pretty well um in the manga and this version. Um I've mentioned before that I, I have like ideas of what could have made it better, but like for the most part it was it's pretty good. Um also one thing that I think is really, really good about Sailor Moon that I'm excited is there's been some great, great character development. Yeah. And I wasn't really expecting that as much. Um, because, you know, I had friends that watched this when I was a kid and not all of the kids shows that I ever watched had like great character development, but like Usagi comes, like starts off as like utterly unlikable. And, I mean, season two, she had her moments where she was still utterly unlikable. But for the most part, like, you really get on board with Usagi. You're like, all right, I get you. This makes sense. And, like, uh, Chibi Moon also gets the same kind of, like, growth and development. And obviously that is demonstrated through her getting an actual, like, guardian form. Yeah. Um, And even just seeing, like, them all become friends is really, really cool. And I know that we've talked about some of the differences in the original and Crystal. One thing that I appreciate about this is that they don't have them so much fight with each other. Right. Like, sometimes they have disagreements about, like, what they should be doing, but they don't pull, like the stereotype of like girls are petty and will fight with each other all the time. And I feel like that would be a really easy thing to fall into. And as I've heard from you, I'm, I think the nineties anime does it a lot. Yeah. I mean, I guess the one argument about that is like, Hey, they have a lot of episodes. So yeah, you're going to fall into those tropes a bit. And specifically like the relationship that Usagi and Ray have in the original anime is kind of reminiscent to that because they're always kind of bickering and arguing, arguing with each other. And some of it's over Mamoru, which... Yeah. Like, ugh, I, I hate those tropes. I really, really don't like it. So I'm glad that that doesn't happen here. And I know I said it in, like, the first... I guess, season of this. <laughs> um, I like that it is so feminine, but so powerful. And I stand by that a thousand percent. Like, these girls will utterly kick your butt, but they'll also, like, you know, be girly and not be ashamed of that. And I think that's a good thing. And I really, really, really commend Sailor Moon for doing that. Because I personally am tired of the idea that, like, for a woman to be strong, she has to be, like, a guy. Um, I've started just calling it, like, Arya Stark syndrome. Right. But um, Sailor Moon never does that, ever. Um, I mean, like... And even, like, the closest they get with that beautiful. is, like, is with Uranus. And even then there's, like... Yo, f- gender norms. Yeah, that's the thing is that like the closest they get is Uranus, but with them basically saying like 
she's both. She has the strength of both. Like, that's still, like, kicking that trope in the face. Because mm-hmm. it's saying that, like, for her to be as powerful as she is, she is both. She has, like, traits from each side that she takes and uses, and that's fine. And it makes her super tough. And I like that. Um, I will never, ever, ever forgive them for removing Moon Pride. <laughs> ever. I will never forgive them for that. I will never forgive them for changing the art. I still think the art is absolutely horrendous. And um, and some of the more recent episodes, both of us are noticing like same face oh, all same face the time. Was real bad. Oh, it was awful. Like. So I will never ever forgive them for that, and um, but I will appreciate the fact that they gave me like a Tome Mamaru at the end there. That was pretty, pretty a plus. Given, given a little happiness for the ladies there, or guys, you know, if if you're also into Mamaru, for anyone who's inclined, it's all for you too. Yeah, basically like. Everybody should just appreciate the beautifulness that is Tuxedo Mask <laughs> at that point because, man, he is a he is a pretty fella and he's flipping the cape and then he's all wet and he's he's just oof, good stuff. I mean, to piggyback good off stuff. of your of your theme talk, there's a reason we saw a <laughs> performance of Moon Pride in 2018 than the other song in 2018. Yeah. Which is cool because they crossed over with Love Live. The other ones, yeah, yeah, we saw that. Um, it's just the other ones aren't as memorable and they aren't as like well produced, and also they don't have Marty Friedman, so like automatic <laughs> negative. And I'm pretty sure he came back for one of the final two episodes because there was some shredding guitar at one point. And we were was. both like, "Hmm." It's like who's shredding on this guitar? sure it's him. It makes sense. Yeah. So, I mean, overall, I come come away from my first Sailor Moon experience, like, a net positive. I'm very solidly a Sailor Moon fan now. Yay. Thanks, Jared. Thanks, Jared. (laughs) Is there anything at all you are, like, you're wanting or looking forward to in the next arc? I mean, considering you don't know anything that happens really within the story of the next arc, but like just anything in general. Yeah, I have no idea. I haven't really thought about like what that arc could entail um, because I feel like this one could have been a good one to wrap it up on because like Chibi goes back and everybody's super formed and does Chibi actually go back? Because I doubt she will now because there's... In this eclipse. I don't remember. Because she's very, she is a very prominent character in the next arc. I don't remember if she goes back or not, but she may go back and be like, hey, kind of still needed there. All right, bye. Going back. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I really don't know what to expect. Um, really, all I want out of Sailor Moon now is is I, I, I need a sitcom with it through them raising a baby. I know it's not ever going to happen, but it would be the best. That's what I need out of life, guys. I'm into it. And I know I I know I've told you this, but 
I am not the biggest fan of the fourth arc. Yeah. And going back and looking at the fifth arc and how it basically really reuses a lot of tropes from the first three arcs. Uh... So you're in agreement that three would have been a really good way to just wrap it up. I mean, yeah, honestly. Yeah. I like mean, three, it... three is my favorite arc, obviously, but still, like, it probably would have been a good idea, but, like, the the money that <laughs> Sailor yeah. Moon was making at that point in the early 90s, like, no way they're going to stop it there. I just feel like since we finished watching this, that was a very satisfactory end for me. Like, if they had cut mm. out the the solar eclipse stuff, like I would have been totally fine. Like that's the ending. That's good. I mean, there's, there's only so many times you can do Usagi versus new big baddie. Everyone gets captured or everyone dies and she has to power through and save the world. Right. I kind of feel like that's the, the trend for the last couple the last two arcs specifically is that the stories themselves aren't necessarily as interesting. Granted, I haven't went back and like read through those two arcs since I first read them like two or three years ago. So maybe a reread, I would like them better, but well, I'm going to be reading them soon so I can tell you what I think. That's true. But as a current opinion, I feel like if they had cut out the solar eclipse stuff, it could have been a really nice cap. Like if they had not done a season four of Sailor Moon Crystal, I wouldn't have been like, real real offended by it and it's especially interesting because season three wrapped up in 2016 like in the summer of 2016 in japan mm-hmm. and they didn't announce anything pertaining like arc four until january of the following year so wow. even though they did that tease like that was no guarantee that like they're actually going to continue on wow so and it's a tragedy because they won't go back to the original art style no, we're, no, of course We're still going to get this crappy, generic, same face nonsense. I mean, I think the one good thing is that, like, if it is two movies, there will be a lot more care put into the production. Even <laughs> if it is the same art style. It, if it is the same art style, it will at least look better and the animation will be better. Because that's usually generally the trend with movies. Yeah. But, yeah, like, I don't see them changing the art style. Even if they do, it'll probably be, like, slight changes. They'll probably stick with what they have for season three. Even though, like you said, like, that art style isn't great. I know that's Mm -hmm. the unpopular opinion in terms of Crystal, but look, that art style isn't great. It's very generic. It's bland. It's full of same facey. I mean, at least, like, the the first two seasons, they were doing something different than, like, what every other anime does. So... (sighs) When I first said that, you were upset with me, and now you're on boat with me, and I'm really happy about that. <laughs> oh, how the tides have turned. So you have converted me to a Sailor Moon fan, and I have converted you to a <laughs> Sailor Moon Season 1 and 2 of Crystal fan in terms of art. Yay. I, think, I guess so. I mean, I guess like just rewatching this this season, like it's very easy to pick up just like the subtle nuances of how, like, just cheaply you can kind of produce this show yeah well granted it is i think like the week-to-week change probably helps that but yeah doesn't do it any favors but i mean when we were running into the same face syndrome over and over and over and over and over it got to the point where i was like all right wow guys you're not even putting any effort into making them look like different characters and like 
in the season one and two, they've had very distinct faces and you could always tell who they were. Like it wasn't just the hair that was different. Like they had different facial structures. Right. Uh, Hopefully that's something they can fix in the movies. I don't know. Hope so. But I mean, again, I'm coming away from it as a net positive. Like I, I really, really like Sailor Moon now. I've done my deed. Mm-hmm. I still won't watch the original because it's too long, but <laughs> I that's hey, there's two hundred episodes of that. That's completely fair. Yeah. I feel like having watched Crystal and have like now owning the manga and reading through it, like I, I have a fairly good grasp of of what Sailor Moon is, so I I can solidly call myself a Sailor Moon fan, but if you ask me about the nineties one, I'll be like, Hey I think like like I said a while back on this show, like the only way I would I would tell you to tackle the '90s anime is like if you like an arc specifically, like maybe watch that. But even yeah. then, that's still a lot of episodes <laughs> and a lot of time investment. I don't know. Maybe watch that season two bonus arc that never happened in the manga. We'll see. Because that's at least but half the season. <laughs> I will say that one of the things that I got for my 30th birthday from my mom is uh, a little figurine of Ami. So that's pretty cool. That's true. <laughs> So so would you say Ami is your favorite character? Even though like I, she was obviously the one that everyone was like, oh, you're like her. Yeah, I do relate to her a lot. I don't know that she's my favorite, but I relate to her a lot, so she would be up there. I think if I were to pick a favorite, uh, it would be... I have three that would be like at the top. Okay. And that would be Ami... Mamaru and Jupes. Like, I fing love Jupes. Jupiter is wonderful. And Jupes like was said, my top. She was your top. Jupes was before. my top for, for season for like the first two seasons and then and yeah. then Haruka came in. I was like, holy shit, this is the coolest character. I I mean I have a really, really soft spot in my heart for Jupes. She's fantastic. Yeah, that's fair. So I'd say She's Ami Jupes and Mamaru are my faves. And Mama Room mainly just because he's so extra. I'm like, boy, he calm is. down. <laughs> so, yeah. That, um, but I definitely understand now why people would compare me to Ami. And I'm like, I get that. I relate to her a yeah. lot. I don't think it's a bad thing. No, of course not. Well. We did it. Do you have anything else? Yeah, we did it. We did the thing. <laughs> Do you have anything else you want to say before we wrap up, or should we just head on on to the moon? Yeah, I, I think we're... Uh... Oh, I do want to say one last thing, and the moon reminded me of this. I had a question, and if anybody can answer this on Twitter, I need to know. Did the moon landing happen in the Sailor Moon universe? <laughs> Forgot about that. Because Silver Millennium was up there, even if it was ruins, and I'm wondering, like... How does this work? So, if you have any ideas, I need to know. Because now I'm a Sailor Moon fan, but also I'm a big space history nerd. So, I need to know if the moon landing happened in the Sailor Moon universe. The end. Let us know. That's my sign off. (laughs) The pressing matters at the end. (laughs) It's important. Well...
that's going to do it for this episode and for Sailor Moon Crystal for a good, good while. Yeah. Uh, we don't know at this point in time whether or not if there's going to be another Jared and Al watch something. There probably will be, but we have not discussed that at all as of the time of this recording. So, I mean, by the time this comes out, maybe like the, the following week, there will be something, but... As this time, that's up in the air to be determined. It'll just depend on how our lives go in the next yeah. few months. And what, and whether we can find something that we would want to talk about episode by episode. Yep. Yeah. So if there is, hey, there's something to look forward to next week. If there isn't, eventually something will probably pop back up at some point. Or you could throw us suggestions if we haven't started something you, already. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> We do tape these very, very much in advance, so. Yeah. Like, this will probably come out around, like, May, maybe? Wow. April or May. And we're recording this in the very beginning of February, so. Nice. Well, if we have something, <laughs> A little bit then of yay. And if we don't, then maybe we'll come up with something by then. It's true. But if you want to find more stuff from us in the meantime... Why don't you head over to SeasonalAnimeCheckup.com or SAC.cool for past episodes of this podcast or check out some other podcasts like Seasonal Anime Checkup and Seasonal Anime Checkup OVA. They're cool podcasts. We yeah. talk about a variety of stuff. We like do. Like anime, video games, and manga. They're cool. They are. And you can also find uh, various columns and reviews on the site as well. If you want more from Anladium, go to Anladium.com where she has cool columns and reviews of her own. Yeah. So you should go read. You can also follow us on Twitter, twitter.com slash anime checkup. It's where we do Twitter. And you can answer the question about the moon landing. It's true. You can do that. Send us on Twitter if you know if the moon landing happened or not. <laughs> not not in Sailor Moon, not just in general. Yeah, we don't. That sort of we, thing. We, we don't need conspiracy theory nonsense. So yeah, that's going to do it for Jared and Al watch Sailor Moon Crystal for the time being, and also Jared and Al watch maybe, maybe not. Who knows? Shrug shoulders. Shrug shoulders. Uh, we're going to go head off to the moon and watch that. Let's be real, guys. Salute. <laughs> <laughs>